Hi, friends in the world wide web on um, the app called Twitter. There apparently is a post. No, there's a post on Twitter? There's a post on Twitter. Who we're knew? Having a, we're having a combo with an elder millennial, obviously. Um, a tweet. I thought Twitter had, a, I thought a Twitter had today off. A tweet, you know, a, a tweet, a post, a, a sharing of the, of the musings. And um, it's coming from uh, an Amy Gardner. And yeah, this is the at sack walk safe. Yes. Gotta walk safe. Sack walk safe. I mean, I'm, I'm into it. Um, she's she's one of like the many ghouls um, of folks who just terrorize on house folks and like post ex- things about them on Twitter. Right. She just wants to be able to walk. Walk safe. Apparently I'm into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's a it's a picture it's not the normal like two people crossing in her Twitter profile. It almost you looks want, like two. Do you want to share a screen? Like, you want to show yes, us the? Yes, let's let's do that. Let's share a screen for you, for those of you watching. For our YouTubers. On YouTube. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I. Oh, right. Okay. I can't believe there was a post today. Okay. So. Apparently, so, there is a thing. So, <laughs> um, so she, she tweeted this, yes. Okay, so she tweeted this on Tuesday or t- on Wednesday? Oh, that's a good question. Right, this was on yesterday. It's on Tuesday. Okay. Yesterday so on at, Tuesday. Eight, at 8, almost 8.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. so she's, what, what are we looking at here? She's quote tweeting somebody whose name is Iron Maiden, and I believe it looks like they pay for a blue check from Elon Musk. Um, they say, you're in for a treat. Here's what's inside the huge Santa Rosa. Sorry, folks, for this language. Shit bum junkie encampment blocking the entire sidewalk on division slash Brennan. Better here than by my house again. And then it's like a bunch of um, badly done pictures of a homeless encampment, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so just another piece of shit, uh, terrorizing homeless folks posting where they live. Right. And our dear friend, Amy Gardner, no. ghoul from, I th- she's from Land Park. Sure. No, she's from no, Isak maybe. I think Isak. Okay. Okay. It's hard to keep them. We're like surrounded by them downtown. Yeah. Um, they're they're the, everywhere. The ghouls, the ghoul neighborhoods like have us to the East and the South. Um, she quote tweets it and says, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> okay. it's so good she quote tweets this tweet and says I'm on the hunt for good hashtag sex toy pics hashtag meth makes junkies F I believe she means fuck for 17 plus hours friends find lots of toys at the river (laughs) I'm scouting for urban camps resplendent in sex toys, you know, right next to where innocents are walking slash rolling. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> that is like innocence. I want to know who are the innocents, first of all. Also resplendent. Um, I don't this this text. So this was sent to us by a friend of the show. Um and I, it was sent to us, a, a, I don't know, a few hours before recording. And I didn't like a click Wednesday on afternoon, it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't click on it until I sat down and had everything open here to record and did the like, oh shit, the day's been such that I haven't done anything to get ready for this show. Uh, but opened it up and was like, and I knew that we were going to be looking at a text from this SAC WalkSafe account because that right. had been said in the text message but but you had no clue i had no clue that it was going to be this good i like had to read it three times to be like wait is this real and then i checked it from my phone just to just to see why why hashtag sex toy and meth so to make it so that when i switched from my phone to my computer i didn't have to actually like look for her i could just like Hashtag sex toy, hashtag meth, and this is gonna pop up because who else is talking about this except right? Her? 
I'm on the hunt for good hashtag sex toy pics. Yep. This is just in the interest of, like, archiving. And these clowns get, like, they listen to them at City Hall. That's my favorite thing about this. Like, what the fuck? It's gone. I mean, it's not pervy that you're looking for other people's sex toy pics or that you seem to be, like, an expert on the, like, sexual habits of people who are using meth. Like, that's Uh, not at all creepy. Yeah, that doesn't... I'm. I'm scouting for urban camps resplendent in sex toys. It's so, so good. Her, what is her this? Conceit, her conceit here is that unhoused people buy a bunch of sex toys and then Hell meth toys. so they can do the meth and then have all the sex. Fuck a sex toy? And then have all the sex or all the sexual pleasure. And what, I'm, what I'm really trying to figure out. In? In the, Dildos are expensive, man. Like also, you know, nobody has engaged this tweet. I'm really trying to figure out, like, but is this an advertisement for meth? Because they're like, dang, if you can go for seventeen right, plus hours, like, I don't. I'm trying to understand fuck? what the, what was this? What is this even about? What's happening here, everyone? It seems like maybe somebody had a little too much rosé. Is this cougar juice? <laughs> Was Not she drinking juice. drinking a little bit of the the Chardonnay? It was, it was I don't know why else you'd be like hashtagging sex toy pics and like associating that with unhoused like No, camps. it's also like such a weird It's weird, man. It's weird. It's a weird like writing style also for this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, which is why okay. I was like I, I, I know we got to start the show soon but I just want to read this one more time out loud okay. a little bit faster Okay. this is by at sack walk safe it's literally their, their avatar is a picture of like a mother and daughter like crossing the street but not the usual one it's like it's like they're doing like a bounce or something like, yeah yeah it's, it's like a it's they're like a, in the image the of like a road sign so it's the silhouettes yes. of them right uh, and here's her tweet again quote tweeting this other person like talking using all that terrible language about unhoused people Sackwalk Safe says I'm on the hunt for good hashtag sex toy pics hashtag meth makes junkies F for 17 plus hours friends find lots of toys at the river I'm scouting for urban camps resplendent in sex toys. You know, right next to where innocents are walking slash rolling. It almost reads like the like the AI chat bot. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. It's just I I love it. Definitely it definitely does. And I, I'm just waiting for her next tweet to be like, I got hacked. Well then no, because there is a tweet that follows it, which is uh which was from today, Wednesday, seven hours ago, that says, uh, moving uptown the city of Sac after concerted effort by DCR Sacramento along Alhambra Corridor. Same campers, new location at 29th and C Streets. Welcome to my neighborhood. This camp start right, starts right next to Plant Parent, Planned Parenthood building. Okay. Like, this person is still tweeting their normal bullshit and after also, this yikes, yikes, completely wild tweet yeah amy bonkers amy i am there's only like a couple journalists that like i have notifications for every time they tweet i think you've just joined their ranks because this is the weirdest shit i've ever seen in my life um also, we're about 10 minutes person. in it Should has we? one like oh let's see who liked it it was, it was shannon big <laughs> blue wave usa hashtag oh. save democracy Hashtag blue crew. Hashtag FDR, Of course they have a fucking Ukraine flag. blue voices. In their name. Hashtag dem voices. Hashtag connect blue. Hashtag IFB. And then post.news slash big blue okay. wave USA. It's a, it's a fucking lib with a blue wave Listen, and a Ukraine flag. And like, I feel you like know, I they, should. This tweet is so good. I should like it. Let's, um. We're about 10 minutes into this intro now, so we should probably start the show, but that oh, was sick, yeah. that was absolutely incredible. <laughs> wow. All right, let's do it. Voices. The things they said. Voices. Some from those days. All the voices heard. 
Oh, hello, everyone. We have Kempa. Oh, uh, Shannon. Hello! Hey, y'all! Yeah. Um, yeah. End of, end of February. No Skylar today. Maybe someday we'll have him back. Who knows? But we've got quite a show for you today. And we were just so, just so ensconced with this Amy Gardner thing. Um, so we got to move it a little faster today because that <laughs> went a little long. But let's begin with the fact that we love what we do. And if you, you love what we do, you should go to patreon.com slash Voices River City and become a patron for as little as $5 a month. We've got premium content. Uh, we've got the Voices Cinematic Universe coming up with an update on the movie Cocaine Bear. You're not going to want to miss that. We're going to have an event, a, an in-person event coming up soon. You're not going to want to miss that. You're going to want to be a patron to be able to attend that. So do it, please. Um, and yeah, let's start the show. Uh, Shannon, we were actually going to discuss this last week, but we didn't get around to it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about sort of the new assault on the unhoused community in Sacramento and who they are hiding behind uh, to do this? Mm, yes. Um, so this was reported um, on February 8th by the Sacramento Bee's Sam Stanton. Uh, the new the new assault on unhoused folks is that, that uh, they are being moved um from public spaces walkways really because so the city of sacramento and the county are being sued by two disabled residents um the whole argument is that uh, unhoused folks have taken over walking paths sidewalks even streets and the four foot clearance that is currently required um to get for people to walk through is now being it's being pushed to 10 they want 10 feet instead of four um you know and there's a there's all kinds of quotes about how the population has grown so much and they're just taking things over and sidewalks are blocked by tent encampments and debris mm -hmm. and because they want to take things over that's you know, they're they're, they're growing just in trying power to take shit right? over man yeah um, there's also conversation or talk in, in the suit. It states that, um, some of the debris that is being, uh, that is out there is, is toxic hypodermic needles, um, unleashed animals, rendering the sidewalks inaccessible, dangerous and unsanitary for people with mobility disabilities. Um, so the suit is on behalf of two people susan hood a 64 year old legally blind arden arcade resident and chester mcnab a 66 year old downtown sacramento resident who has trouble walking and uses an electric scooter to get around okay. um so that's where we're at so that's that's interesting and i think there are some you know legit conversations to have here on this right yeah, like right surely and there yeah. was a, a there is a rule in place saying that you know there needs to be at least four feet uh of sidewalk so that folks in wheelchairs or who are blind or you know in other ways disabled can get through the sidewalk that's already a rule yeah now what's really happening with a case like this is this is the business folk ghouls like josh wood amanda blackwood um and their minions you know the john frias morales says uh his husband nick you know amy gardner maviglio types like all shitty shitty people who want to terrorize homeless folks they're hiding behind this they're the real oh, totally. people behind these suits um and so on the one hand we can discuss some of these legitimate concerns and then on the other, I think we need to talk about what this is really about. So can someone talk about some of the legitimate concerns? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, you know, we want to live in a world where people have access to, you know, their spaces. And for folks who are um, living with disabilities, this is a big concern, right? It's one of the reasons why, you know, even with the um, Lime scooters and the jump bikes and all of that, when people were just like tossing them in the middle of the sidewalk, 
it was creating problems for people who can't just walk by and pick up or walk around your, you know, your bike or your scooter, right? So we recognize that there are like legitimate concerns for people trying to safely pass through. We also recognize, you know, people are texting and driving. People um, are not driving that well. So having to go out into the middle of the street is not you know, always the the safest option for people, especially, you know, in corridors where cars are traveling at really, um, you know, high speeds. So it's not as if what's being raised here is not a legitimate, like, aspect of the built environment and safety concern, right? We, when I was on the Active Transportation Commission before I joined Measure U, one of the things that we were looking at was the KSI index, and KSI stands for killed or severely injured. And there are, you know, several places where people are often, you know, hit by cars um, and they're either killed or severely injured. So it's not like inconsequential to say that sidewalks exist as part of our, you know, physical safety infrastructure and that we want people to be able to use them and use them safely. Also wanting to point out that, like, <laughs> you know, um, people with disabilities have a history of suing places for not allowing them to be able to get in, right? For doing upgrades and not, you know, putting in accessible bathrooms, not putting in ramps and other things that people need to be able to access them. So this has Which, been- by the way, this is a, um, this is very much a, a pet issue for our mayor, Daryl Steinberg, you know. Um, he was all about his his entire political career started with disability rights um, right. back back when he was you know in I, I think I want to say college or law school. Um, so that's kind of interesting that they would use this sort of tr- Trojan horse to push this forward uh, when we have a city with a mayor who who really is about um, you know disability access. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is where the concept, right, that Kimberly Crenshaw coined about intersectionality really matters. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the idea that like similar to, you know, when four cars all approach an intersection at the same time. Right. It's not there's not a clear right of way in terms of who goes first because you all arrived at the same time. Right. And the intersections of our identities operate very similarly. Right. You're not you know, I, I always say, like, I am not more black than I am woman. Um, I am both at the same time, <laughs> you know, um, equal opposite forces, whatever you want to call it. Right. And so, like, you know, for people who are experiencing, you know, who who have disabilities and people who are experiencing homelessness, like we need to also lift up the fact that this is an intersectional issue, that a lot of our unhoused population also are people who experience disabilities. And so this is not an, this, this should not be an attempt to pit one community against another because that's not really possible because- One marginalized community yes. too, <laughs> because, against another marginalized community. Because because these communities overlap in pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So like well, even when we talk about like, queer issues and race issues. It's like, there are queer people who are black and who are bright, right? Like these issues intersect in literal bodies. And so I, I just, I think that's also an important thing to to point out is that, you know, this is not just like us versus them. It's like, we're all in this and there are some legitimate concerns to be raised around, you know, transportation access in this city. And I would argue that they don't start here. Um, they start with the fact that every time there is like construction, you know, downtown, the sidewalks get shut down, but the cars still have access, right? Like we have decided that cars are the main users of roads and everybody else is secondary, whether you're on a bike or whether you're a pedestrian, you're secondary. And so some of this also comes from the fact that like the aspect of our built environment is very car centric to our detriment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, this is such a, when I, when I first read about this lawsuit, my, my initial reaction was just like, fuck, like, you know, because uh-huh. I think it is, it, what you're saying is so right. Like you pitting two marginalized groups of people against one another is, it's just gross and it's not like. I don't think that it is a very good way to be using anybody's time that is involved in this, um, especially considering all of the work there is to do both for people who have mobility issues and for unhoused people and for the people who fall in both categories. Um, I think at the end of the day, this really is one of those situations where 
there has to be if we're going to move forward um, in a community where our local government is just is simply just like not fucking doing enough they're they're sweeping what they can under the rug they're finding excuses um <clears throat> you know we can go over a, a whole laundry list of ways that they're avoiding they're just like throwing their hands up to the issue of homelessness is what this feels like um i think it's Obviously, it's one of those times where it's like, okay, the community has to take care of one another. And how can we do that? It's by going to moving toward encampments and um, doing the thing, which is like helping them to keep paths clear and providing like even trash pickup so that we can like so that their trash is is not accumulated and they can't get, you know, cited by the city for that. But also just understanding that, like, until there is a realization that the folks who find themselves living on those walking paths or in those encampments that are troublesome for accessibility, like until you realize that those folks don't actually want to fucking live there, like they would like to be in their own homes. They would like to be in shelter that treated them like people. They would like to receive services um, so that they can, you know, move another step forward like until there is a realization that the people that you're that that are are receiving the brunt of this are actually humans deserving yeah. of the same amount of attention and energy as the people who are um who are suing here like we're not gonna fucking get anywhere yeah and it's, you know i it, it's that's it it's and just again so we have this conversation over and over oh my god it's exhausting um but you know there's there's something to to me here like it's obvious like obviously a there's already the four foot rule just you know work with people on that what they did instead when that lawsuit came out was go under all the freeways around the downtown central grid and just push people out and throw throughout their shit they basically violated boise claim you know in response to this lawsuit which is exactly what the fucking ghouls wanted them to do right yep um and folks if you see one of these ghouls on the street please let them know how you feel about them um but you know this to me it it has me kind of asking where is where's the bully pulpit in city hall on this um are are why aren't folks speaking out on this where is disability rights california on this right like because i feel like they would land on the side of like listen obviously accessibility is an issue yes let's work towards that but we cannot terrorize on house people in our fucking name um so I that's kind of what I'm wondering. Like, you know, I, I feel like Valenzuela, uh, Katie Valenzuela in City Hall has spoken about this. I want to know kind of where my Vang is on this. I want to know where Daryl Steinberg, the mayor, is on this. And, I mean, the biggie, Katie Maple, who basically rode into City Hall by starting a nonprofit serving unhoused people, is dead silent on this. Why? Where are you? Where are you? Yeah. I mean, I think it it just we continue to see where people where their silence lets us know where they're at, right? And it's not I was talking to somebody about this recently and it was like, well, they're in, you know, they're they're sitting in their um, you know, elected positions, like they can't talk about an active lawsuit and it's like no, you can talk about, you don't have to talk about the lawsuit. You can take a stand about like where you are in terms of the treatment of unhoused folks as a result of this. Like we can't, you can still say that you stand by not sweeping people in the way that the city has since this lawsuit was made public. I mean, immediately after you, if you walk, if you drove, walk, bike anywhere around, you know, in the downtown and surrounding areas, you would find that if if you weren't finding active sweeps happening, you would find that sweeps had happened and that they were citing this lawsuit that people need to be able to walk by or, you know, or 
push get wheelchairs through and and it's like you know it's hard it's it's it is one of those things that i think it does take like a moment's pause to think about a tactful response that isn't just a giant fuck you which is what i want to say no fuck because- you i think that i think a fuck you is entirely warranted it's mm-hmm. it's you you awful awful people who are trying to circumvent a federal ruling that ba- it, that says on its face what you're doing is cruel yeah like i, I don't i mean the i don't city know. doesn't give a shit about that they never yeah. have yeah, I know. That's why fuck you is the only response at this point. Because fuck you. Because they're not going to listen to anything else. There's oh, no, no there's no reasoning with them. I'm not talking about reasoning with the city. Jesus Christ. Like, those guys are long fucking gone. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting riled up. No, I'm talking um, like I'm talking about there are people who find themselves in the space of like, yeah, well, I want to be able to like. My, I want my wheelchair to be able to pass through and this actually does help me. Like being able to come up with responses as to why this is, we can't pit two groups against one another, Absolutely. right? Like yeah. that's, I'm, please, the fucking And I city. think that's Everybody why they've only found, the city. I think that's why they've only found two people so far. Like I, I mean, I'd be interested to see if this can reach a level of class action, but um, you, you know, yeah, I, I think I a lot know. of folks realize like, they you they see exactly what the business folks are doing and they're they're trying to use them as shields and it's really fucked up um and then you know on top of that you, we we just are seeing right now just before these storms are coming in this week right once more um the county sac county uh the rangers are coming in to camps near the american river parkway and sweeping them and giving them eviction notices and they're using the ruse of oh well there might be flooding to get people away from the river just like our city manager did they're taking a page out of howard chan's book he tried to shut down the miller park camp which was doing amazing work which got people housed now they're trying to do that to these other camps um and and do the same thing so they can terrorize folks again in like uh, just right in the face of the Boise ruling and, and claiming that it's it's about you know public safety, public health, blah blah blah. When it's like they so they went down to the island, right? Most of us know the island. Um, there's around 15 people there, all elders, um, and our our point person Twana down there uh, said that they've got, all got eviction notices that thursday at 2 p.m they'll be you know the the county's gonna come in steal all their shit throw it out and provide them no options nowhere to go no housing no shelter they're doing this to geriatric people as storms are rolling into the sacramento region this is this is what we're seeing i mean there is no like when it comes to sweeps when it comes to terrorizing unhoused folks, if you're willing to do it, you're willing to do it regardless of what the weather is forecasted. I mean, let's not forget what the storms when shelters were not opened up and people Absolutely. died outside. Absolutely. Like these, this is, we live during a time where unhoused folks just in, as far as local government is concerned, they're not they're not worthy of no. They just safety. die. Yeah, it's That's it's the one cost less of doing person. Business. You know, yeah. like yeah. Um, it's just yeah, bonkers to me that they're using inclement weather as their reasoning for worsening these folks' material conditions. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, try. Yeah, I mean, because they're what they're going to try to do is they're trying. I mean, ultimately, they don't want to be confronted with how terrible this is. So they they're always trying to come up with a reason why. And that's the thing. Like, we will excuse anything that we want to. Right. Like we've we've always found an excuse for why the abhorrent isn't so bad. And so the real question we have to ask ourselves is like, is whatever you're coming up with to excuse this? reason enough does it outweigh the harm that you're going to do and most of the time the answer to that is no and that's an easy gut check to be able to do to say like hmm where am i on the moral side of this issue 
But that's not the next question they're going to ask themselves because they don't they don't want that answer. They want to be able to say, but what about, right? And not actually ever consider the fact that like, are these interests in equal, like, do, should they be given equal value? Should this concern over here outweigh this other one, right? Like, am I going to expose you to sepsis because I'm trying to prevent a paper cut? Like, Paper cuts, sure, they're worth preventing, but like sepsis, right? Like, but that's not, <laughs> they're not willing to actually have that conversation and say like, wow, these two things are not the same. Yeah. I yeah. mean, anything, anything else on this? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a GoFundMe for just like emergency motel voucher money yeah i think we need more civil rights attorneys around here too because they they should yeah. be getting sued non-stop over this stuff day yeah, after day and, after day and the way that the city and the county handle the cries for help in the crisis like you know like we're talking about the island and these are all um older adults living with disabilities like they would all be eligible for weather respite vouchers. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have an ID, a physical ID, then they can't put you in a, um, in a motel because the motels only take ID, you know, like, I guess the point is that there are just so many fucking barriers and the barriers start, they start and end with the local government that says they give a shit. Like it's, and the state would prefer to perform state violence against them than to actually lead them into a path towards towards housing. It, it's all all stick, no carrot, right? Um, and yeah. we know that that just doesn't work. That this is a housing crisis. That like that, it's simple fucking math at this point. Um, and again, in in like, gonna bring up Katie Maple again, you know. As this is happening, you know, this week we had the the state of downtown, right? You know, a uh, little little address with all the politicians down there. Where is Katie sitting, right? I don't know if you saw this picture. Sure did. Right, right between Senator Ashby. Angelique Ashby, the most anti-homeless person uh, that the dais has seen in, a, in at least a decade. Uh, and then... To her other side, the city manager, Howard Chan, who who actively goes out and tries to terrorize these folks. Um, it's a it's a very uh, unsettling thing. I mean, the it's folks, you remember why you voted for Katie. Katie ran on on a platform of of of, you know, stop militarizing the police of homeless rights. And look where she is. Look what she's doing. It's she's like dead fucking silent. That picture, I also saw it, and it's very much like um, it's giving fascism. Um, it's it's giving D five was sold a mm-hmm. a lie, oligopoly. It's I mean that that it's we live in an oligarchy. It's it's all about money and politics in America, both local and on on a national level. And now that Katie has power, she doesn't care. It appears. Yeah. Well, we'll find out next week because Katie is having a town hall on, mm. is it, I think it's the 26th, 20, or 27th, 28th, something like that. Hold on. Let me pull up my Yeah, we should calendar. provide a link for that. Yes. We'll provide a link. Um, Sign up for it, folks. Um, I'm sure she's going to try and stack the It is on Tuesday deck. the 28th. It is a town hall um, from 6 to 8 p.m. Okay, uh, I folks try and go to it. You know she's trying to control everything here. If if she wanted a real town hall, she would meet people in person. Um, I'm concerned she's going to try and stack the deck with folks um, saying thank you for getting this rook right. Um, the the cynical part of me thinks she's going to try and find people of color to do this. Um, so go and make yourself heard and and keep making yourself heard. Show yeah. up, D5. Um, should we move on? Yeah. Yes, please. All right. Well, something's happening in the world of COVID. Do you remember <laughs> almost exactly three years ago, um, 
I was I was not on the show. It was one of the first episodes I missed. But Shannon and Skyler had Doctor Flo on the first time you met her, I believe. Also, um, first time she ever had a white claw. First, it was first my first time having a white claw. That is oh, very wow. true. Um, I had never even heard of white claw before that. So it was mid March of of twenty twenty, and it was an episode all about what's the deal with this COVID thing. Here we are, three years later. What's happening in the world of COVID in, in the U.S. and California? Yeah, so now we're at the place where our state and federal government are preparing to roll back um, the series of um, policy protections and funding that were rolled out um, to address COVID. So at the federal level, uh, President Biden announced earlier this month that those um, pandemic protections and like the declared state of emergency will end on May 11th. And at the state level, Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom has announced that they will end on February 28th, which is just under a week um, from the time you're probably hearing this. So, yeah, so that's where we are. Um, and so, so we beat it. COVID's over. <laughs> COVID is not over. Oh. Um <laughs> And it's interesting because most of the coverage has been saying that, like, hey, COVID's not over. It's actually still killing three times as many people in the same time frame as the flu does. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're rolling back some of these um, the the state of emergency protections because we are approaching COVID being more endemic. We have a vaccine. um, So the number of people who are getting extremely sick and dying is much lower than it was before. And so we have tools to be able to address it. The challenge, of course, what's the difference between pandemic and endemic, Dr. Flo? Yes. um, Pandemic is basically when we have widespread transmission um, of a novel, often of a novel Mm. virus um, and very few people have immunity to it. Something becomes endemic when there become patterns to how it's transmitted. More people have been exposed to it. Um, and so in general, the transmission rates are lower um, and it's not presenting the same level of, of threat. Um, that's kind What's of something easy. that's endemic. Um, is it most illnesses. So, yeah. So the flu is endemic at this point. Okay. Right. Um, so that that's an example. Um and yeah, a lot and of it kills the- a, a concerning amount of people, but not enough that we have to like go five alarm, you know, fire until it does. Health. Right. I mean, that's why when H5N1 came out, that's why, you know, um, I, mean, even, I had that one. Yeah. I mean, even when, you know, I mean, obviously the, the flu pandemic of 1918. Right. Um, you know, there there there's always the opportunity because of the way that viruses um, can mutate over time for Mm -hmm. a new strain to come out that can be very, very dangerous to people. And on any given year, it could be a particularly nasty one. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, you just, you just never know. So COVID is, I mean, it's still, like you said, three times as deadly as the flu currently, but it's, it's going to become a part of life now. Like, I, I guess my question is like, are we just, is the general public just kind of fatigued? Because I know I can speak from experience, like I'm kind of fatigued from like, from the safety protocols and stuff. And like, I'll still do it when I'm around someone who's like, hey, or if I see you wearing a mask, I'll be like, do you prefer I wear a mask? Something like that. But I find I'm nowhere near as careful as I was a year ago. Yeah. I I even think that like the social cues around it are are funny because I'm like, I get why people ask, would you, do you want me to wear a mask? But I'm also kind of like, I don't know anybody who's wearing a mask could be like, no, 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 please don't put on a mask. So like, if you want to put on a mask and you see somebody with one on, just put it on. Like, because it creates I think you said that to me actually a couple months ago. Like, it's fine. I mean, yeah, like, I'm like, if you don't want to, it's fine. But there's, it's never like, oh, I would prefer. I like I am uncomfortable with you now putting on a mask, right? So like sure, if sure. you're willing to do it, you know, do it. Like Yeah. I mean maybe that's a that's deep down down in me. I'm hoping they'll just feel like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so I mean 
some of the protections that we put in place early on were more extreme, right? We had things shut down um, and we were, you know, encouraging people to stay away from each other and all of that. And at this point now, you know, I'm not telling, we were certainly not telling people to stay away from their older relatives and things like that, unless you are sick or, you know, are going to present like kind of a known hazard to them. But there still are, you know, things we need to do to be able to keep folks safe. And especially, you know, our folks who are, who, you know, have immune challenges and COVID is not something to sneeze at, you know? And so, um, say, similar to the flu. <laughs> but um, but um, um, so, you know, similar to the flu. So we, I mean, part of the, part of the challenge is is something become endemic, becoming endemic. That doesn't mean that there's not a risk for people, especially the people who get sick and die from it. And so our goal really is to reduce transmission to the extent we can. Um, and a lot of that can be done by engaging in some basic safety protocols, like wearing a mask, like, you know, doing things outside where we can, like staying at home when we're sick like washing our hands regularly and covering our coughs and sneezes, um, you know, and, and those kinds of things really do help to, and testing before you go out because we have that opportunity. Um, so those are the kinds of things that we can do to be able to reduce the transmission. But as we're beginning to now ramp down all of these protections, there are some things that we have to be, you know, aware of. Um, one is, you know, of course, vaccines, right? During the... Um, pandemic because of the protections, you could get your vaccine anywhere. There was no cost to it. You didn't have to worry about your insurance or even giving your insurance, billing your insurance, none of those things. And that's increasingly not going to be the case anymore. Um, yeah. So now your insurance is going to have to be involved. And so um, after I believe it's November 11th, you won't be able, right now you'll be able to go to any healthcare provider that's approved to be able to get vaccines if you need a, a vaccine or a booster. But after November 11th, you'll have to go to your own or you could be subject to paying, you know, out of network um, costs and co-pays and other things like that. Um, it will still be covered with no cost sharing because thanks, Obama, we do have the Affordable Care Act. And that's one of the preventive services is vaccines. Um, but for people who are uninsured, that could be an out of pocket cost. Um, so, you know, so there are things that are going to change. Um, and right now you'll be able to go into pharmacies and things like that to get vaccines. Um, I, I'm assuming that that will probably be the, it'll be like COVID, um, and flu will be the things you can get like at your Rite Aid, CVS, Walgreens kind of situation. Um, but it remains to be seen, you know, how that's, that's going to play out. So a lot of it is going to be around the financing. Um, will you still be able to get, you know, um, free COVID tests? Maybe from your your health insurance, but maybe not just, you know, in the mail from your government anymore. Um, will uh, and, and we already saw some of the other protections that were associated with this go away, like the eviction protections that went away in, um, you know, o over a year ago and that sort of thing. So over time, we're kind of going back to normal. Unfortunately, some of those things that we did before the pandemic were not a great baseline to return to. Um, and so I'm hoping that there will be some moves on our part to be able to retain some of the things that we did gain from the pandemic. Um, but even the pandemic, like EBT, the, um, right. the ability to get food is going away, which shouldn't. Um, so, you know, there, there are just lots of challenges with this ending, um, and not, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Okay. A very simple one for folks to do is if you have not gotten your booster yet, get your booster now. Just do it. Yep. Um, I got the trifecta. I got all three. Um, wow. Yeah. The Johnson and Johnson was that that was that one went in the spiciest and was the 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 least um, effective. Don't do that one if you if you if you can. Um, but so that's a that's a very simple one for folks. The other one, as you said, flow mask up in in public places, social settings, things like that. Um, and then, if you're sneezy, sniffly, feeling symptomatic at all, just stay away from people. Um, where do you see? You know, you were saying you were kind of bemused by by the the norms that you're watching. Where do you see people actually landing with that? Yeah, I mean, I think. <clears throat> I think for some people, the mask has become like 
<clears throat> a wear it sometimes, don't wear it others kind of thing, which I was kind of expecting. Um, I, I do think that, you know, the advantages of being outside, especially in, in times when the weather is nice, um, hopefully that doesn't go away. I've seen, you know, a lot of places expand their outdoor seating. <clears throat> and so far they haven't reduced it, um, you know, so that's, that's pretty exciting in terms of like, you know, just, just being, just us recognizing like that's a good thing for all of us is to spend more time outdoors. Um, and it does reduce transmission. Um, I, but I think for the most part, people are kind of, you know, I mean, I've been to a lot of events lately and they're indoors, you know, and there's less than three people wearing a mask. So I think for, yeah. for the most part, people are just like, yeah, well, that's over. It is going around. Like, I will say I have four very close family members who currently have it. Um, I This should be my week without my annoying pit bull. Um, but for COVID reasons, I have her um, this week. Like, like, it is going around currently, you know? Um, yeah. Well, in Sacramento County, we've leveled up, which is not what we want to be doing <laughs> uh, in terms of COVID. So we've gone from like the the low tier to the eek medium tier. Great. <laughs> Great for us. This That's how I measure things. Uh, eek tier. We're at eek tier now, folks. We're at the eek tier and so we're gonna need you to put your masks on and wash your poop hands i don't um, want to wash my poop hands i love poop hands i having them just now, spreading that pink eye pink eye dave that's what they call me on the streets <laughs> um second question like, like pink just... eye dave oh my gosh <laughs> is that bad <laughs> that's that's on my dating profile should i change it it's on the hinge mm-hmm um no i think you should stick with it for sure i think i should too i listen gonna get you hella dates all right if if the girl's not into the scatological then she's not for me don't even want her i don't care yeah okay i think it's a great conversation starter um okay is is this iteration of covid is this strain um and, and, you know, are we kind of seeing a trend where strains are less deadly um, than earlier iterations? Um, like, I, I'm sure there's a number of factors here, right? Like, like a good number of people are vaccinated already. A good number of people have had it before. Like, you know, like so some of the most compromised people um, have already passed. Um, so tell me what's going on there. Is are strains getting weaker or are people getting more more kind of robust to it or are the vaccines a big factor what, what's all going on so um we are we do have a lot of you know i mean there's a new strain coming out constantly um and because this this virus like one of the things we weren't sure you may notice that like if you were um vaccinated for like measles mumps and rubella right you got that vaccine once and you don't really need to have it again um there are some viruses that are that they still mutate but they mutate very very slowly so um the, the mutations are not consequential, and so therefore you can be immunized and have that immunity for life. Um, whereas there are other viruses that mutate a lot faster, like the flu. Um, and so for those ones, you, we have to try to update the, the vaccines, um, and you have to get them more frequently because your immunity wanes. Um, and so that's really what we you know, have been seeing thus far with COVID, is that it's one of the viruses that mutates quite quickly. Um, and so that means that getting boosters and getting updated you know, shots when new variants are out, when they have a new um, vaccine that includes those variants, is really helpful. Um, so it's not so much that... The newer strains are stronger or not. I mean, they are evolving in a way to be able to evade <laughs> the vaccine. That's why they're trying to stay, you know, and continue to be able to trans um, transmit. But 
um, what we're seeing is that people do have some level of, of immunity from previous infections and or from vaccines. And so that is helping to slow their transmission um, and or to um, make the course of disease a little less severe. Okay. Super, this is, super. I, I guess... So it's like equal opposite. It's like more people are like lower risk, but these these viruses are evolving in ways to help them stay around, right? So they're more easily transmissible and they're more, right? right? Like, so right. it's like, but then when, when they are transmitted- Which this one is very transmissible They're falling right on now. people who have some level of immunity already or have, been, have gotten COVID before, so they're not getting as sick as they did before. And right. then also the behavior part of it is that when people get sick, they stay home. Now, so they're not out spreading it to other people. So there's not as many, there aren't as many opportunities for it to spread. So there is somewhat of a better norm than early on. Like people are actually like, oh, fuck, I got COVID. I do not want to harm any other people right. and like actually doing what they need yes. to do, at least once they get it. Or just illness in general. I hear a lot more yeah. people saying, I'm staying home because I'm sick than I ever yep. have in my life. Before people were like, I'm sick. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm, I'll sit over here because, you know, I'm not feeling so great. Yeah. Go I on. mean, I do that. Like if I'm sneezy or like feeling off, I'm like, yeah, let's not. We probably shouldn't do this, you know. Um, and I'm like, I was always like, here's a mask if you have to be here. <laughs> And people thought you, you I was did that, You did that pre-pandemic. Yes. You did that to me like the uh-huh. second time I fucking met you uh-huh. <laughs> during NELP. I, I remember did. I was sitting right next to you, too. Because I disagree with mandatory attendance policies, by the way. I, yeah, think, I think they that are was terrible. a mandatory policy. There was a mandatory attendance policy, so I knew you yeah. had to be there. And Sorry, you were Scott. not feeling well. And so I was like, <laughs> here is a mask so that you don't have to make everybody else sick. And then, of course, everybody looked at me like I was nuts. And I was like, well, you know. Beginning I'm- of a beautiful friendship. Um, but like that is that is really interesting when you talk about uh, the cultural norms and how we've changed like that. That is I'm like fully on board with that now, mm-hmm. like in a way that that I wouldn't have been in the past. I guess that my final question and Shannon, if you have anything like um, like, yeah. Do you have anything? No any questions. OK, <laughs> no <laughs> questions. Love you. <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> my final question is I worry sometimes I guess I, I as in all of this especially the last two years or so we're always kind of like trying to figure out every person is trying to figure out where they land on like the scale of what they're willing to be comfortable with where you know what they're willing to do or not do um, and it's a whole wide spectrum and everyone has has their own spaces. Some people are more gung-ho than others. Some people actually have science to back up their positions like you, Flo. <laughs> um, but I do kind of wonder, because I like, A, I have got many people I love on way, way over here that mm-hmm. are like, that are, I mean, I, I think they're kind of traumatized by the last few years and they're still not fully like ready to be around people right like Mm -hmm. um and 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 like that's i mean that's that's a whole hard thing um and and i'm not over on that side and then you you've got like you know the 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 bumpkins that claim that it's like a whole you know it's made up or whatever and the the yogis and like it's a fun little uh diagram of people over there the q types Uh um who are just like no 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 open everything up fuck this like this was all a lie uh you're gonna die from your shot um i worry that like where i am like a little lax it's like am i closer to the q folks like um <laughs> no and like, final like, question what is, is like should we feel oh, bad God. about loosening up personally uh like where where should we land on that i think everybody has to make these choices for themselves um and i think i think the the part about being you know a, a good person in this regard is honoring other people's boundaries. So if you have people in your life who are immune compromised and they say, hey, I am only doing outdoor gatherings, 
go to their outdoor gatherings and have your own. And if you're hosting one, think about having an outdoor gathering at least one time during the year and invite them, right? Like, so that they're not socially isolated and they're only getting invitations that that cross their personal boundaries, right? Like you care about them. So consider doing things that you know are inclusive of them. Outdoor um, walks with that outdoor friend. Walks, like, outdoor walks, yeah. like you're, you're having a group of people sit around in the backyard around a fire, invite them, right? Because that's something that they can safely do. And then when they invite you, go to that thing, right? And so I, I think it's not so much that you have to live by the same rules as other people, but I think in terms of being in community, it's honoring other people's boundaries and the reason for their boundaries, right? And so I really, you know, like... My thing is like, I know that, you know, the most high risk thing I do five days a week is go to a gym and breathe heavily um, in the company of strangers. I and love so, going to the gym and just breathing heavily. So, I'm so not even I working out. Me- you know, so, I'm just so like, like, no, I'm looking at people, breathing heavily. I just heavily. stand really close to people and go. <laughs> <sighs> See, so I, well, I wear a mask while I'm, while I'm at the gym and I, I just while never breathing stopped. breathing heavily. Right, um, because I you know wear a it's mask a while risk. doing Orange Theory. Yeah, I do. Good lord! I have Flo. a little plastic thing that goes underneath to keep the mask off my face, and you know, and so that, that sounds I worse. I would okay. And I, I, but I've been doing it for so long now that it's not even like at first it was like a thing. I had to like get accustomed to it, and now I've been doing it for like two years. So I'm just like whatever. I forget sometimes it's not even on my face. Um, but I, I do I do that because I've made the like adjustment that like I want to go to the gym and that the risk of not going to the gym in terms of my health and well-being, my mental health, my physical health and my well-being is so much higher than my risk of COVID. And so I'm trying to kind of like eliminate the risk there. But then I do wear a mask in other spaces because I recognize that I am engaging in a high risk activity, even if I am wearing a mask. And so I'm really conscious of the fact that like I could be the vector of disease for all these other people I'm around. So that's why I try to wear a mask more and do more things outside because I recognize that. And so I think a lot of it is just being mindful of other people's boundaries and really being considerate of like, you have a group of friends and you all get together and it's cool and you all are just like mask free. Awesome. But if you know you have a friend who doesn't feel that way, then consider wearing a mask when they're around. Consider like doing things that make them comfortable. You know, like let's just be like, let's not go sneeze in grandma's face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish Dr. Schuyler were here because I bet he'd have some good advice. Like, you like know. get a bathtub vaccine, well, you'll be fine. I was going to say that one of the ways that, so the the pandemic is almost three years old and I have not had it yet. Um, and I think that's. That's incredible. I'm like one of those people, like Nate and I haven't had it, where those people. I that, haven't either and I'm scared. Well, Flo, you're yeah, not Yeah, I mean, you'd like. It makes sense that you don't know. Like I, I like went to like, work. Hey, you know what you're doing. Not, I mean, I know you went to work every day too, but you're like working in your house and you're an epidemiologist and you're wearing a mask. Before Shannon's around so many people. Like it, that's impressive. That's I don't know if you heard that. I just like to stand really close to people's faces and, and breathe, breathe heavy. on them yes. heavily. Yes. Um, but I think probably like the way that like the protocols that I have adopted through the pandemic, obviously is like increased hand washing, hand sanitizer, um, a lots and lots of outdoor things. I've still will wear masks like when I go grocery shopping. Um, but I really think the thing that has saved me is that every time a new bathtub vaccine has come out of Skylar's house mm-hmm. is I have been mainlining it. Yeah, like he lets me know pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. And I just recently got a new one because I turned 40 and he was like, you got to stay up on your on your bathtub vaccines. Um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I just, this like, one's a little vinegary, and, but I, I still liked it. Yeah, you know, it like, went, yeah, you're right. I, I thought he went a little heavy, a little heavy on the vinegar. Mm-hmm. And like the afterburn was a little bit intense. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I vomited for four hours. But like, yeah. other than that, like, I feel great now, you know? Yeah, no, I totally shit my asshole out of my <laughs> asshole after I got the vaccine. But yeah. I'm alive. So, yeah. I and, and I, I think that COVID. causally we know that Skylar has saved your life. One hundred percent. A few things I'd recommend to folks. Um, 
you know, if uh, let's say you're spitting in someone's mouth, make sure somebody with COVID hasn't spit in your mouth recently. Right. Right. Well, all right then. Right. I was not ready. Um. What else? What uh, What's some other good advice here? Uh, oh, we're sharing should... our kink today, huh? Doing cocaine with friends. Bring your own dollar. Bring your yeah, own yeah, bills. Yeah. Yeah. Don't 100%. share bills. Um. What right. else? What else? What else? Um, I guess those are my two biggies. That's what I've been doing lately. I mean, maybe just like stick to blowjobs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then the dick's not going to sneeze on you. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Do you have something to add, doctor? Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Um, totally sex Stay positive COVID here. free like, in 2023. Everybody mm-hmm. should have amazing and wonderful sex. Um, Yes, but let's also be mindful of the fact that wear a mask when giving a blowjob. <laughs> Safe sex is important as well, um, and so you know, wear a mask when you're missionary. Yeah, 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 yeah. I w- I would actually probably suggest that you just t- um, take a COVID test. Even in doggy style, find a way to face sex. away from both of each other. <laughs> <laughs> If you just uh, wrap yourself in saran wrap, there we go. Whilst humping, mm. yeah, Look, yeah, I appreciate Ooh, that everybody some, like, problem solved. Fucking okay. I appreciate that everybody is like waxed and vaxxed, but I just want to remind folks that you know, safe sex <laughs> is healthy sex, and so we want to make sure we're having... using <laughs> dental dams and condoms and getting routinely um, tested for. Chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, also HIV oh, testing if you're, high, if you're <laughs> high risk. Um, uh, HPV is actually the most uh, Damn, prevalent sexually too. transmitted infection. It can also cause cervical cancer in women who are um, or people with, with uh, cervixes who are um, who are exposed. Um, much more rarely, it can also cause penile cancer. Um, so get that, you know, that, get that. There's just, a vaccine for that too, folks. Yes, get that there one. is a vaccine for that. Um, Gardasil. So you know, just while you're having sex. Be safe. That's all. Have some fun. Have some good sex. Have some consensual sex. Have mm. some amazing sex. Have all Heard. the orgasms you can you can find. But also have some safe sex, you know? Yeah. Um, anything else we want to add? Sex is physical mm. activity. Yeah, that's working yeah. out. Kill it's good for your mental health. But make sure you mm-hmm. set your Apple Watch to a workout before you go yes. hump in. So, so that you, so that you get your that, calories and stuff, some of right? Them like, points. Get them points. Get your Beat that physical activity challenge. Get that green circle circled. <laughs> Put it on your dick and get like your steps in on it then. Right. <gasps> oh that my god eh? has anyone ever put an apple watch on their dick <laughs> whilst like i'm sure someone has while put... they're stretching it to see hard-hitting questions sort of... this week i, I want to know i would like to see the study of an apple watch on a dick whilst it is being stretched at this point i don't think you'd have to even pay people to sign up for that one you just have to recruit <laughs> apple watch on a dick. yeah i mean i'm not buying people apple watches to wear on their dicks. no you could just recruit people who already have apple watches to put them oh yeah apple watch on a dick I wow not the quick. reading rainbow not, so come on, my childhood no what what come on it's my childhood <laughs> You couldn't have found a less wholesome song already. No, because so it, it, it works so well. Apple watch on a dick. Apple watch on a dick. Um, Take a look. Yeah. Oh God. It's all right. So good. I, you we know the, the, the folks who stayed this full it. episode are really gonna get some some real uh, Easter eggs. Uh, tips. Tips and you know we're gonna have to put like a disclaimer at the beginning, like for those of you listening with children, don't. <laughs> or I, okay, do. Okay. Here's here's my imitation of of a six year old who is um, who's a truther about the pandemic, right? So they think the pandemic's a lie, um, but they're an introvert, and so they really enjoyed not being around people. But now they have to be around people because schools are open again. All right, so a six year old introvert who doesn't 
believe that there was actually a pandemic. I missed the pandemic. <laughs> huh? You're hilarious. Not it. not a pandemic uh, uh, joke. I love the it. Plandemic. I missed the pandemic. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, and he misses it because because he liked being alone. <laughs> I love that when too much? Kepa, I, Is that too my many favorite? elements here? Flo, you're the comedian. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not a. I'm not an expert, but I liked it. Um. <laughs> I think my comedy instructor notes. would say that if you have to explain your joke you at the to, end, it probably no, 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 no not even just that, but it. like it, like you have Is a good premise. Do I have to reach out to her? On yes, this? you have a good okay. premise, and you have a thing that's funny, and now you have to figure out: Do you have a punchline? Okay, I thought I missed the pandemic. Was my punchline? The premise, like yeah. the setup. The setup was. All of the explaining but you could before. Galifianakis yeah. did that stuff you, you too. You could probably have yeah, he did. a tag or does, something yeah. to make it even funnier afterward, because you okay, had to okay. explain a lot of things to us. I don't want to go to school. There. I missed the pandemic. Yeah, see, there we go. There we go. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll 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 workshop this. Um, I cannot wait. So so that's our show for today. I love it though. I, that was that was a good one. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I. It's I'm good material. Somewhere. Yeah. Not as good as that Yosemite joke uh, at your last <laughs> open mic. <laughs> um, I I don't want to tell that one without that comedian's permission, but that yeah. was one of the best jokes I've heard in ages. Yeah. Um, but let's call it. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.